When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Dub Nation? It's Brady Klopfer with Golden State of Mind. It's Wednesday, January 18th. The Warriors are on their second straight off day, so it seemed like a good time for an off day podcast. Fill you in on everything going on with the Warriors. Of course, the most notable thing is that they spent their Tuesday at the White House, um, as is customary for reigning NBA champions to do work in a, a trip to the White House to celebrate with the president. Um, it hasn't been a common thing lately. The Warriors missed their last two White House visits due to the, I'm trying to think of what a good word here is, um, but I can't think of one. So I'm just going to say the Trump, due to the Trump administration, and you can fill in with whatever words your heart desires. Um, you all probably remember that situation where uh, most of the Warriors players and much of the organization, including Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, uh, had said critical things about Donald Trump, justifiably, um, and said that they were not sure if they would be attending the White House and then Trump uninvited them in a, you know, public temper tantrum that can only be described as the presidential version of you can't fire me, I quit. Uh, so the Warriors didn't celebrate their 2017 or 2018 championships. The Raptors did not celebrate their 2019 championship for the same reason. Um, no one, no one visited the Trump administration in, on the NBA side. There was, I think, one NFL team and, and a college football team. Maybe um, the Lakers' 2020 championship did not get celebrated at the White House due to uh, the the pandemic. And then the Bucks were the first team back in the White House celebrating their 2021 championship. They were the first team since the Cavaliers in 2016 who were the final team to visit um, President Obama. So the Warriors getting their, the tradition back up and running, four championships in eight years, but just their second trip to the White House. Obviously a familiar face there since the last time they were there, Joe Biden was vice president. Now, obviously, he's the president. Um, Steph Curry presented him with a number 46 jersey, presented Kamala Harris, the vice president, with a number one jersey. The Warriors social media team had a lot of fun uh, with the event. I certainly recommend checking out their Twitter or Instagram feeds, or uh, they probably have some stuff on the YouTube channel, or check out our site, GoldenStateOfMind.com. We have a lot of it embedded there. Uh, they got a lot of fun videos of, of the players and their plus ones dressed up entering the White House. Everyone looked very dapper. Everyone looked pretty happy to be there. There was some fun uh, 
some some fun selfies with Kamala Harris, who of course has Bay Area ties. So there was a lot of of content to be played with in that direction that they went with. Um, the White House did a good job with it. They invited a lot of you know, big photographers to be there, so there was a lot of fun content that came out of it. They invited some other warriors, or not warriors, some other Bay Area legends who have ties to the team were there. E-40 was there. Um, so that was that was a wonderful thing. E-40, what a, what, a, uh, what a few days he had. He was... He was front and center at in the front row at the uh, 49ers playoff win on Saturday against the Seahawks and then was courtside for the Warriors win on Monday in D.C. against the Wizards and then was at the White House with the team on Tuesday. Good time to be E40. Not that there's ever a bad time to be E40. Um, but... Fun seeing the Warriors get to celebrate their accomplishment, especially given the season's been a little mediocre, obviously, so far. And and good to have this little break to remind us of what the team has accomplished and, and just how good they were last year and, and how good they're capable of still being this year. Now they get back to work. This road trip ends in brutal fashion. They play the Boston Celtics on Thursday in that NBA Finals rematch. They play the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday. Just a brutal back-to-back against two of the top teams in the East. And we'll learn a little bit about them. Um, with the win against Washington, the Warriors won their second game of a road trip. Or their second had their second win on a road trip for the first time all season. They've obviously been awful on the road this year, but they're 2-1 so far on this road trip with, with the solid wins over the Wizards and the Spurs book ending up rather listless loss to the Bulls on Sunday. So now that they have a multi-win road trip for the first time this year, they get to attempt a winning road trip for the first time this year. A win against Boston or Cleveland would give them a, a winning road trip for the first time, um, including one-game road trips. They've, they've yet to win one of those. So that would certainly be a nice thing and a nice step in the right direction. And as I've talked about many times, both on the podcast and on, on the site, their Achilles heel on the road has been their defense. When they started the road trip, they were third in the league in defense at home, 29th in the league in defense on the road. Both of their wins, the San Antonio win and the Washington win, have seen them sport a much better defensive rating than they have had this year on the road. Um, the Wizards game, their defensive rating was a few points per 100 possessions better. Their, their win against the Spurs was like 16 points better. It was just a night and day difference. But, of course, those are not particularly good offenses, and especially with Bradley Beal out for the Wizards. They're not offenses that have many dynamic playmakers. I think, you know, Chris Porzingis might be the closest – the only thing that's close to a dynamic playmaker on those two teams. So now having to face Jason Tatum among many other dynamic offensive players in Boston on Thursday, having to face Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, the ultra big lineup of Evan Mobley and Jared Allen in Cleveland on Friday, a little bit of an extra test and 
again, as I've talked about many times, this is this is where we want to see the Warriors start to finally show up because this is their third of four long road trips this year. Um, they failed the first test on their five-game road trip at the beginning of the year that they went 0-5 on. They failed their second test when they had that six-game road trip in December in which they won just one game. Um, and now they have another five-game road trip in March. And they really don't want to be in mid-March playing their 70th through 74th games of the year, still trying to figure out how to win on the road. So it's kind of go time for this team. And win or loss, win or lose, sorry, it, it doesn't get a bunch, doesn't get a whole bunch easier because uh, the Warriors are then going to come home and they have a three-game home, home stand against the Nets, the Grizzlies, and the Raptors before heading back on the road for three games. So, you know, it's that time of the season where you got to show up and show out. And I think we're, we're in that fun place where we're learning a lot about the team every day for better and for worse. As for these upcoming games and who will be available, um, Steve Kerr did drop some injury updates after Wednesday's practice. Andre Iguodala, who sat out of Monday's game, we expect him to be sitting out most back ends of a back-to-back. Um, he did get in some work on Wednesday, but Kerr said that he will not be playing on Thursday. Um, so I don't know if that's just staggering the days of the back-to-back that he's playing on or if he's dealing with something that might also keep him out Friday. A little bit unclear at the moment. Um, but Clay Thompson is playing on Thursday. I'll be curious if he does play any back-to-backs at some point this year. I know he's talked about wanting to play them. We'll see what, obviously, the training staff is kind of in control of that decision. But Clay will be playing against Boston. I would assume not against Cleveland. Kerr said that J. Michael Green and Jonathan Kaminga, who have both been out for quite a while, especially J. Michael Green, poor guy, has been out forever. Um... They both scrimmaged, and Kerr did not rule them out for Friday's game. Uh, he, he certainly made it sound like they won't be playing on Thursday, but that there's a chance that they'll return on Friday. Uh, it doesn't sound like James Wiseman will be back this road trip, uh, but he is starting to get some work in with individual drills, but not scrimmaging yet. So um, maybe next week we might, we might start to see the return of Wiseman, which would be nice. Um, be nice to get the full squad healthy and, and kind of see what the Warriors have to work with. I'll be curious to see what, you know, the bench rotations look like once Iguodala, J. Michael Green, and Jonathan Kaminga are all healthy and available to play. Does Wiseman get minutes when he's healthy? Um, do Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome still have roles on this team when the other bench players are healthy, or are they just kind of to fill in when there are those injuries. Unclear, a lot of questions to be answered, a lot of season uh, left to be played. And one question facing the Warriors with regards to a lot of season left to be played is who is going to be on the team? Uh, The trade deadline is fast approaching. We're just a few weeks away now. And not surprisingly, there are a lot of people talking about what the Warriors might do and, and speculating that they might make some moves. Ultimately, I expect them to stand pat. Um, 
you know, there are a lot of different directions they could go in if they wanted to try to just add an extra veteran player. Remember, they still have a spare, an open roster spot. Um, it would certainly cost them a bit of money in terms of tax payments, but um, they could they could try to find a way to fill that spot, whether it's by you know signing a free agent or a buyout candidate or making a small trade. They could, of course, go in a bigger direction and try to get a, a bigger player and, and swing out a player like James Wiseman. Or they could just go in the salary dumping route with Wiseman, who's going to make about $12 million next year, which with the Warriors' tax payments really is closer to about $90 million in terms of what they owe, assuming that they keep their core players for the 2023-24 season. So... There's always the chance that if they've given up on Wiseman that they do something of a salary dump with him. I don't expect any of that to happen. Um, I think if they do get rid of Wiseman, I think it'll be in the offseason. I think they like Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome more than any other players that they're likely to be able to get without giving up assets, and I don't think they particularly want to give up assets. Maybe Moses Moody is deep enough in Steve Kerr's doghouse that they're willing to get rid of him, but who knows? I kind of doubt it. So, yeah, if I were a betting man, I would say that the Warriors probably don't do anything, but there is the potential for them to do something big or small. They were linked today to Peyton Pritchard, which, okay. I don't really have anything to say about that because that, I, I don't know, That's doesn't seem like a player that, they would be particularly interested in or that would particularly move the needle for them in any meaningful direction. Though he is a really good three-point shooter, so maybe, they, maybe they're feeling like they need to add a little bit of three-point shooting off of the bench, but um, additional guards is not exactly what I would say this team needs, but there is a reason that they are paid millions of dollars to make basketball decisions, and I am paid less than that to talk into this microphone. So that's all I'll say about Peyton Pritchard. I think that's all the Warriors news that's fit to print or record as the case may be. We'll certainly have a lot more to talk about after these next two games. Again, two really good teams with a lot of really intriguing players and some very interesting challenges. It'll be interesting to see how the Warriors handle those, how the defense holds up. It's going to be a litmus test for sure. Uh, and they should be some pretty fun games. Hopefully there's some fun games. Hopefully they're not depressing blowouts. Um, yeah, should be good ones. Hopefully good ones. Enjoy the action. Visit goldenstateofmind.com for more coverage. We'll keep you covered with all things Warriors. Thanks for listening, everyone.